0: What's going on, everyone? It's Greg Williams and... Shakia Sykes. Welcome to the Grier Project podcast series. Now, you're probably like, Greg, what does Grier mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's five different letters that mean five different things. Gender, race, inclusion, equity, and allyship. Right, Shaq?
1: Right. It's a podcast series that centers on celebrating diversity within New York City Department of Social Services, Human Resources Administration, and the Department of Homeless Services will spotlight cutting-edge DEI practices and broaden listeners' perspectives on current DEI issues.
0: Oh, me? <laughs> because I feel like you're always cutting me under, know what I no. don't. Not at all. Oh, Go ahead. Gosh. Come on. Let's start. All right. Well, listen, what'd you do this weekend?
1: I ran the Brooklyn Half Marathon. All right. I'm not going to
0: ask for your time because I'm not going to put you on the spot like that. But it was like two hours.
1: None of your business. It was a good time. Okay, it was a good time. We had a good, <laughs> it was a good time. We had a good time. time. A good it, time. A good time. I didn't stop running. I kept going.
0: Well, so, I, I mean, yeah. that's the most important thing. You didn't stop like a hot dog or nothing. No, I don't eat hot
2: dogs, remember. And we know yeah. this, man. Yeah. Commissioner Sherwin, what'd you do? Uh, I had a great weekend. I had brunch in East Harlem, and then I went to a house party in the housewarming in the Bronx. Now listen, you said house. Party. I
0: know. <laughs> What was the playlist? Was it 90s? Was it 2000? <laughs> uh, myself, I had military duty, you know, always just doing the thing with the soldiers. Shout out, you know, Fort Wadsworth, all the soldiers, all the Coast Guard. But we're uh, we not here to talk about what we did in the weekend. We're here to talk about diversity and making sure that we're creating equity in NYC. So, everybody, if you don't know already, it's the Grier Project Podcast Series. It's your boy, Greg Williams and Shakia Sites. And we've got Commissioner Sherman in the house. Now, listen. This is this is not gonna be so governmental. This is gonna be real raw gritty. We're gonna really just put some stuff out there. But we're also gonna celebrate what your office has done. We're gonna celebrate all the accomplishments. And I hope you can provide some insight into what is the best is yet to come. Correct? Yes. Yes. All right. So you know what, Sha- you know, ladies first, Shaq. You get the first one because you know I'm gonna take over in like five, four, three, two, one.
1: Hi, Commissioner Sherman. Thank you for being here, good morning. Can you share a little bit with us about some of the work um, that the Mayor's Office
2: of Equity has done to date and some of the work that you're proud of? Absolutely, so the Mayor's Office of Equity is definitely the new kid on the block. Um, We were established last year by Mayor Adams and we just actually made around like our one year anniversary from when our office was first announced. Um, So it's been a busy year. Uh, The Office of Equity brings together a number of other offices and commissions and cabinets um, that also predated this administration. So it brings together the Task Force on Racial Inclusion and Equity, which I previously led, uh, the Pay Equity Cabinet, which is focused on municipal workforce. It brings together the Commission on Gender Equity. Young Men's Initiative, the NYC Unity Project, and the staff of the Racial Justice Commission. Um, so it's a big team um, with lots of moving pieces. And a lot of this past year has been right aligning around a shared vision for equity, building out our strategy, our framework, but we've also focused on rolling out a number of new programs and initiatives. Um, there's a lot that I'm proud of, but, you know, last May, we announced the citywide expansion of the for College program with along with the Department of Education um, and NYC Kids Rise. And that program is essentially ensuring that every child that enters a DOE school now has a New York City scholarship account that's linked to a 529 plan, which is really monumental oh, when you wow, think about awesome. addressing the wealth gap. We also rolled out over $7 million, around $7 million in new programming targeting the LGBTQ plus community uh, with the NYC Unity Project. And this really came out of conversations we had in our first few months in this administration with members of the community. Um, there are some new h- mental health programs that are targeting BIPOC communities, which are in the mayor's mental health plan. And we'll you'll see those start to come next year, some supports for small businesses. Um, and then we also had a major uh, equity summit last year, right? Which brought together our partners, stakeholders, um, a variety of folks, philanthropy, business leaders, nonprofit leaders, to really help shape the vision for our office, shape equity within this administration. Um, and what they shared with us is really helping to inform our work moving forward. Thank
1: you, you've been very busy, you've been doing a lot. That is so exciting, the work that you're doing. I've been following you your office on LinkedIn. And I get to see some of the stuff that you're doing. And that's amazing. So I'm glad you're here today. Um, So would you be able to take us through last year's historic ballot measures and what that means for equity uh, in NYC?
2: Yeah. So you know, historic is an understatement. Last year, uh, New Yorkers came out overwhelmingly to support a series of ballot measures that were proposed by the Racial Justice Commission. And this was a charter revision commission that was charged with basically taking an examination of the New York City Charter with a racial equity lens. And so they landed on three ballot measures. The first puts actually a preamble in our charter, which we've never had one in our charter. And it casts a vision for what you know, a just, a fair, a equitable New York City looks like, right? And that vision is the North Star for our city at large, but it also should be the North Star for the work that we do within our office and as an administration. It also establishes a racial equity office, racial equity plan, racial equity commission. And I can get into a little bit more of that later, but that really will guide a lot of the work that you see happening moving forward, um, particularly requirements that agencies will have around reporting and addressing disparities, for instance, as well as engagement with New Yorkers around identifying the city's racial equity priorities. Um, and then last but not least is um, the ballot measure. Actually, that had the you know most overwhelming response um, was establishing a requirement that the city produce a true cost of living measure um, and this is important right We use, as you know, the federal poverty measure, particularly in the world of you know public benefits and and housing subsidies, right. We typically use the federal poverty measure or um, sometimes the new york city poverty measure but the true cost of living measure is not necessarily about who's in poverty and who's not in poverty but what does it actually cost to live in new york city right and we all know that it's, it's expensive not, it it's expensive. not inexpensive right <laughs> so um you know i think people were very motivated around that measure because it it will synthesize what we all experience right put a number to it um, and ideally, right, help to shift the ways in which we approach our policy, our resources, at least at the city level, also ideally can spark a, a national conversation. Um, and there are groups like FPWA and the United Way who've done self-sufficiency standards and true cost of living measures. So there's a lot of there's a lot of work out there for us to, to leverage, but that's exciting. Um, and over 80% of New York of voters supported that measure.
1: Awesome. We are familiar with the Racial Justice Commission. They, they shared um, these ballot measures with our office um, and our agency. So it it was cool to kind of see it um, come through. Uh, So what does racial equity mean to
2: you? I would say that racial equity for me really is the promise of our country, right? It should be the multiracial, multinational, multiethnic democracy that we all believe ourselves to be in. And we know that that is an aspiration And so ideally, this is the work that we're doing is helping us get there, along with the work that people have done long before us. Right. Are all helping us move in that direction. Um, But for me, it's deeply personal as a black woman um, in New York City. You know, in America, I feel like this is part of fulfilling the promise of our country.
1: I agree. Amazing. Your career goals. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to pass it on to Gray. He's ready to talk. I mean, I'm,
0: I'm sitting here. I'm taking it all in. It's all good. It, it's all good. Because right now, it's time to now peel back just a little bit. Yeah. And let people know who's Commissioner Sherman, you know? So, I came up with, one time we did a workshop and it was called, you know, the Intersectional Lane. And that's where basically everybody, you know, everybody has a certain lens that they look at in life. Everybody, you know, we come from different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's our religion or our racial background, our ethnicity, everything. And it's kind of like, what makes you you? So I always Mm. like to ask people these top three questions. What are your favorite food? Mm. What's your favorite movie? And your favorite book? So, Mm. yes, I got to ask the intersectional lane question to you. Let's
2: start off. What's your favorite food? Oh, that's a hard question. I, it changes, but I'm a big fan of lasagna. Yeah. And I make a good, good vegetable lasagna. Okay. I see Shaq is all happy. (laughs)
0: It's like, what, veggie lasagna? Get
2: of that. <laughs> um, favorite movie? Coming to America. Why? Uh, I mean, yeah. classic. It, cl- classic. <laughs> yeah. I can probably like read the entire script verbatim from my memory. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to say my King John. No, Jaffy we now. don't need it. ahead. <laughs> okay. Come oh, on. <laughs> fine. Shack. Favorite book? Oh, I have so many favorites. Um, you know, it's a hard one. You know, when I was a teenager I read, I Know Why the Caged Birds Sing, that definitely had a deep impact on me. And it also was assigned to me um, by the first black teacher I've ever had, uh, that I had ever had at that point, And that was in high school. Um, so that book and that experience of like actually having a black teacher when I had never had one in my entire academic career up until that point um, was just, you know, deeply, it still sits with me to this day.
0: All right. Love that. Thank you for playing that. And just yes. <laughs> with the Grime project. Now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program yeah. and talking about equity and equality. So this is one of the things that Shaq and I we really do ask in our orientations. Yes. We love to ask like the hundreds of new hires, what's the difference between equity mm. and equality?
2: Yeah, I think the shorthand answer is, you know, equality is everyone having the same. Equity is people having what they uniquely need um in the context of our work right we also see equity as closing these gaps in policy in law and programs and in resources and power dynamics right so that we actually have a more equitable city and by virtue of the recent ballot measures there's also now a definition for equity racial equity within the city charter that should also guide our work as a city so i have
0: to ask this question because i'm a you know, military, it's all about strategy, Mm -hmm. you know, what is, you know, your office's strategy on tackling inequality Mm. and building equity throughout the city?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the way in which we've organized our work, particularly this year, moving forward, um, has really been in sort of three prongs, right? So the first is structural reform. And that's really on time, implementation of these three transformative ballot measures, which really should address the structures that we have in government with the understanding that, you know, if we are launching programs and policies and initiatives on already poor foundations, we will receive the same result. Right. So we know that the foundations of our city were rooted in structural inequality. And so the structural reform is first and foremost, our objective. Um, Second is culture. And I know you all know this from your work, right? Culture drives what we do every day at work. It drives the way we operate and interact with each other as a city. So having an intentional effort that's focused on culture change um, within city government, culture change with respect to the sectors that city government works with is also the second level of our work. And then the third really reflects a lot of what we've done in the last year. We know that structural change and culture change are long term Um, But New Yorkers need programs, resources, initiatives that are addressing their their real-time needs, right? So our third sort of prong is still driving equitable outcomes for New Yorkers. So that's the the programs that I described. That's some of the work of our task force on racial inclusion and equity, which is relaunching and coming together to build more real-time agendas around critical issues that are facing BIPOC communities. Nice.
0: So before I throw it to Shaq, I always have to ask this question. I do this almost every show that we have because I really believe the work that we do is a reflection of our passion, mm. and that usually comes from a life event. You know the reason why, and Shaq she shared her her reason of getting into you know she started EEO space and then got into DEI. For me, it was my grandmother being only Black pop person at Woolsworth. You know, mm. back in the day, shout out all the people that used to work at Woolsworth back in the eighties and seventies. <laughs> but that's why I got into DEI was seeing what she went through and her mm. her struggles and her barriers. What life event just pushed you to get into this type of
2: work? That's a great question. You know, I'm native New Yorker, um, grew up in Staten Island, hence the reason that I didn't have many black teachers. <laughs> um, but I grew up in a, in a black neighborhood in Staten Island on the North Shore, um, but certainly understood race, racism, racial dynamics, just by virtue of being a New Yorker and where I grew up. And also, you know, my family's all throughout New York City, right? So just the experience of of being in such a diverse experience city exposes you to all the various dynamics around race. I think that, you know, I had an interest in politics and in policy and government. Um, and that led me to, you know, years of work in the nonprofit, uh, sector, um, at a national level, at a local level, um, as well as years of work at the city's housing authority. And I think, you know, the, the the understanding the root cause of the the disparities that we see the challenges that we face um understanding that race and racism is often at that root cause I think drove me to really wanting to have a deeper focus on equity and racial equity in particular and so uh you know my last 2 years at the housing authority I was also leading the city's task force on racial inclusion and equity you know covid in many ways sort of Um, you know, cracked us all open as a city and really, you know, exposed what we already knew, right? Um, Just how devastating these disparities are. And I think that is driving the work that we do as an office and certainly driving me personally. Take it away, Chad. Thank you, Greg.
1: (laughs) Why do you think it's important to operationalize racial equity work within city government?
2: Great question. I think that speaks to the point I made earlier. If we are doing great work, you know, and and, and focus on meeting New Yorkers, but we're mm-hmm. still working on poor foundations, mm-hmm. um, we'll only get so far. Yes. So we have to have both happening at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, and it's, you know, I think that's the exciting, um, you know, I think that's what makes having an Office of Equity exciting. You yeah. know, there's ways in which we're supporting all the day to day and, you know, rolling out programs and initiatives, but taking a step back and focusing on the structures um, and some of the work that's more long term will ensure that the work that we do as a city is more impactful, impactful. Um, I think, you know, the mayor speaks to this often in the context of upstream and how, you know, if we are directing our investments in a way that's more strategic and upstream, we'll have a certain different set of circumstances downstream. And I think our work is going even further upstream to think about the structures that we have in government.
1: Thank you. So doing this work um, around equity, it can be very challenging. So can you tell us about how do you stay focused, centered and persistent?
2: So, I think, you know, the way in which we've been approaching our work is first and foremost is we're not trying to boil the ocean. Mm -hmm. Um, We want to go deep and not just expand for the sake of expanding. Um, And we really have organized our work around very specific goals. We're laser laser focused on achieving those goals um, and really ensuring that as a team we're working in the same direction. I think for myself, as I shared, you know, I'm not necessarily um, the best person to give advice on work-life balance, but I definitely incorporate things in my life that help with the balance, such as vacations, long walks, listening to music while I work. Um, And in our workplace, we have fun. So we certainly, you know, as a team, laugh and engage with each other and have a good time, um, and I'm fortunate to work with folks that I really like, I really enjoy working with, um, and that certainly makes the, the work easier.
1: So my final question for you is, what do you see ahead for the Mayor's Office of Equity to advance equity through a collective impact?
2: So I think our work ahead is, a, is similar to what I described, mm-hmm. right? working through those three pillars, structural reform, culture, change, um, and equitable outcomes for New Yorkers. Um, a lot of our work this year will focus on ensuring that the city successfully implements uh, the ballot measures. We still you know anticipate having lots of engagement and activations um, and you know opportunities to connect with communities and community based groups um, and there are some new programs that will roll out as well, um, some of which I previewed in, in our discussion and so we look forward to so keeping you up to date on those, um, and if folks follow our website, nyc.gov backslash equity, they can stay up to date on some of the things that are moving forward. Thank you.
1: This was such a great discussion. Sorry. I got a bonus question. Can I ask the bonus question? It depends, Greg. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's make believe DEI is a cookie, right?
0: And we're going to play it. I'm, I'm just making this up on the spot because I'm really thinking about cookies. I'm going to get a cookie after this. I'm not going to name the place because we're not endorsing them but I'm gonna get a cookie after this. So Commissioner Sherman, we're gonna go around the table and if DEI was a cookie, your favorite cookie, what would it be? So I'm gonna start, chocolate mint, mmm, Cause I think DEI is just rich with flavor and sometimes it has that minty taste. It just, you know, permeates mm. the freshness.
1: Ooh, go ahead Shaq, mmm, What beats a chocolate mint cookie? Greg, why do you always gotta do things off script? <laughs> <laughs> So, I think my cookie would be a funfetti cookie it's um it's different. It brings everybody together. the little confetti, the sprinkles, so I love that about diversity, so I think that would be my cookie and it would be vegan, of course
2: <laughs> um I don't know what this cookie is called, but I've had a cookie before that has like pretzels in it and chocolate chips and nuts, and like it's like a little bit of everything, yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what this work is. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of everything mm-hmm. all together, um, but still distinct. And so um, I don't know what that cookie is, but it's delicious, and it would be uh, the closest I can think to in terms of DEI. Now everybody is going to Google like, what cookie can you find pretzels <laughs> in all
0: the chocolate? I've seen, and all seen that video? cookie. I don't know either. I'm not Googling this on the show because we're going to be wasting time that ahead and leave South Shack. But now we know what her favorite cookie is and everybody knows what our favorite cookie is. So if they see me in the street, they'd be like, Greg, here's a chocolate
1: man cookie. That's why I did this. Nobody's going to give you a cookie. Um, <laughs> Commissioner, thank you for chatting with us today and being here. And, you know, this space um, and having a discussion in this space uh, is awesome especially for leaders in NYC to hear your voice and um, get to know the mayor's office of equity. If they don't, now they do. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you. And thank you for all that you do. This is really incredible work. Thank, thank you. you. Do you really believe I'm not going to get a cookie commission? <laughs> <laughs> I'll personally get you a cookie.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, tune into the next show. This is the Guyer Project Podcast. It's produced by the New York City Department of Social Services, Human Resources Administration, and Department of Homeless Services, you can find us on the web at www.nyc.gov/dss.